Hi, and welcome to the podcast. For anyone new and listening, I'm Richard, and today I've got Aiken with me today to talk about everything he does from his nine to five and everything in between, I guess. Um, Aiken is a recent graduate working in one of the British banks and has a strong passion for teaching dance choreography. Hi, Aiken, and thank you for joining me today. What's up? Yeah, I'm uh, really happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Um, so for the listeners, um, obviously I can, you know, you're a banker and a dancer, um, but I have a quick question. So if you could like literally just pick one, what would you choose? Oh, if I had to just pick one to do for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. um, I, it, it's kind of like a brain versus heart thing, right? Yeah. So I would probably... Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, I would probably go with my heart, to be honest. I would oh. probably choose dance. Um, I, 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 I guess right now, um, it's kind of obvious that it's like, um, I, I, I my career in like finance is um for the financial kind yeah. of support, and then, um, dance is like my hobby slash side career right mm. um but i don't know if i had to choose I, I i might just go all out and dance and maybe um am able to make it a main career but yeah nice nice yeah that is <laughs> yeah, that is thought. a hard question isn't it <laughs> yeah. i just kind of went full on there um so before we actually start you know digging in about what you do i just wanted to ask you if you could just share a little bit about yourself for the listeners sure um I'm 24, so I've just um, graduated from University of Warwick. Um, I'm from Singapore originally, so I grew up there um, and um, did two years of, like, national service in the army. All right. um, When I was kind of like 18 to 20. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I uh, straight away came here for university. Um, I thought that... I just wanted to expand my horizons. Um, mm. Singapore is a super small country where um, kind of everyone knows each other. Um, it's kind of really funny because I see a lot of my friends from different schools kind of meet each other You like in the Singapore University. It's, it's just so small. And um, <laughs> I just wanted to go to a place where it's like super big, like mm. super vast and like just meets loads of people and stuff. So yeah, and ended up coming here to study economics. Um, nice. So it, yeah. yeah, I mean, does everyone in Singapore? Well, is it just the guys? Is it compulsory thing to enlist in the military there for like? Yeah, the yeah. So so only for the guys. So <laughs> can, kind of like, so if the women did want to do it, <laughs> can they do it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So um, it, it yeah it it. They kind of have like those special unit uh y- units which um have like um for women to 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 go for it as well okay. um because obviously there's a lot of like st- accommodation like yeah. um the toilets as well there's a lot of stuff there that needs kind of like more catering and yeah. separation um but yeah it's an option as well um but okay. normally if they do sign up um it's for like a career. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, if they actually want to work in the military, um, I, I, I don't think I've heard of someone just signing up to do that like two years. Right, um, right. But, but um, it, it, it's actually two years of uh training. 
Uh, uh, but okay. once we're done with the two years, uh, kind of like every year or every two years, we're kind of called back to um, uh, kind of like uh, exercise and maybe um, do some of those like um, drills that mm. we, we, we used to do back in the training days. So it's uh, kind of like a two years to kick you start as like operational ready uh, servicemen. Yeah. So that's what they call us. Um, and then, uh, like for me, I'm here. So I, 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 I temporarily don't have to do it unless I go back. I feel like, um, I feel like that's why you came here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just to escape the army. <laughs> just to escape the army. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it's super tough, super tough. But um, I feel that um, I gained a lot of like experiences and sure. kind of matured a lot in the army. It was like one of the most like toughest points of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so after that, I just came here to study happily in economics mm-hmm. and nice. to get a job. So I suppose you've been in London um ever since you moved. Uh, well, except for university. Sorry. So did you come yeah. to? straight to Warwick um to study. Yeah, so yeah. so so the university was based in Coventry. So oh, it's, um, okay. It's it's in the middle of nowhere in the Midlands, in the West Midlands. Um it was I like I, I still came to London quite a lot. I really loved London. Mm-hmm. Every time I came here I was like, wow, Oxford Street, you know <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm just like never ever going there. But sick um, of it, yeah. <laughs> it well, I, I was kind of still for my first two, three years, I was still kind of like a tourist in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um because the, the the place I was at it was a it was kind of like a campus university. You're right, yeah. So um, you don't really experience a lot of the local culture. It's mm. a lot of just like that university culture, right? Yeah. So, cool. Um, yeah, so after my university, I moved straight to London during the the COVID pandemic. So in the middle of the pandemic, I was actually oh, moving right. houses and stuff, um, which was really uh, interesting, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Um, I I didn't even get to view the property before I moved into it. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> so was it just an online viewing, and then you were like, "Right, I'm gonna move there." <laughs> actually, it was it was worse. Oh. Um, it was just pictures. Actually, it was just oh, pictures. Wow. So I, I I took a quite a huge risk. Yeah. Um, because. Uh, they couldn't get the current tenant who's currently staying. Uh, who was currently staying in the property at that point of time, they couldn't get him to video like video down like kind of like how mm. how the place looked like. Like he wasn't responding. He wasn't cooperating. Right. So they they actually couldn't um do it. Yeah. Um. So I had to just base off the pictures, based off the knowledge that this place was only like kind of like um one year old. Okay. So I was like. I, yeah, that one guy probably couldn't have messed it up that much. So, <laughs> so I, just based off like three pictures, I moved um, yeah. here in the middle of the pandemic. And considering, I have been here since. yeah, considering you're still there, I suppose everything went smoothly then. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's a really nice place here um, in uh, kind of like east, right, in the east of London. Um, uh, it's a really nice residential neighborhood. Um, and and I yeah I'm super happy here, but I'm kind of getting sick of just staying at home. Right? <laughs> yeah, as we all are. As we all are, like you said, yeah. Um, so I just want to jump back and talk about dance. Um, because obviously, like you said, you know it's such a big passion of yours, dancing. And I've seen your Instagram, obviously, and you dance a lot. And I just wanted to ask you, like, where did it start from? How did you get into dancing? Cool, cool, cool. Um. 
this so just dance in general right my mm-hmm. first point of contact was in uh junior college so so junior college is what i think people in uk call sixth form oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. so um i was just looking for some extracurricular activities to do and one of my friends was like oh you don't like that dance society like it's so hard to get in like literally no they only accept like three guys each year or four i mean i was like i, I always like a challenge mm-hmm. and <laughs> so i just went for the audition without ever like i didn't even know what hip-hop dancing was at that point of time wow, or okay. what contemporary was like i've seen ballet i've seen that but I have no idea anything about dance at, at that point in time. I went for the audition. It, it seemed really like physically challenging. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just, uh, and I, I actually managed to get in because um, I think I pri- uh, I, I did uh, Taekwondo like when I was okay. growing up. So I, I was kind of used to learning um, kind of like physical choreography, mm-hmm. um, just not to music at that point of time. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I I got in and I just um slowly started to like the challenge because mm. it's something I'd never done before. But when I truly got really into dance was um because because that society just did like contemporary ballet kind of forms. Okay, yeah. But I, I I truly fell in love when I started watching YouTube and started watching all these um dance choreographers mm-hmm. online, um. My first inspiration was Chris Martin, mm-hmm. Keone Madrid. When I watched their videos online, I just instantly fell in love. And I, I found myself going to the dance studios in Singapore, which did open classes. Oh, okay, so yeah. Th- those classes are for every, uh, like anybody out in the public. You can just um like pay £10 and just go for one class. You don't need to sign up for any courses or anything. Cool. So yeah, I just found myself there every single week um, with a bunch of random people trying to learn this and yeah that's how I kind of started into this wow I love like the fact that you know you go to this very um competitive um competition or whatever this is um and then you <laughs> get in like yeah. I'm sure there were loads yeah. of people who have been doing it for so long and then you just kind of <laughs> <laughs> like yeah I'm just gonna you know go in there um but no I, I yeah I like the fact that you love the challenge and that's kind of I suppose a first step, like you said, and you obviously started watching YouTube and whatnot, that really got you into it. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting story. Okay. And then you did you just like carry on dancing? Because I know you also teach, right? Like you or did teach. Yeah. How's that? I mean, what was that like? I mean, was this when you came to the UK or did you start when you were in Singapore? Yeah, um, this was um, only recently. So okay. I only recently started teaching. So last year. Oh, nice. um, because okay. I was always uh, kind of, yeah focused on working on my craft mm. to make sure that I was in a position that I can give value yeah. to the students. I I I don't want to uh, teach just for kind of like the popularity, the the accolades, the credits, kind of like oh I'm a teacher. You know, mm. it's it, it's more like what can I um teach? Like mm-hmm. what can the students take away from the class? I don't want to them. I I don't want them to to just um uh finish class and uh if they think to themselves like what did I learn today I don't want to just uh them to think like oh it's just uh, I just learned a few eight counts I danced I danced to this song by Justin Bieber um I I, I want it to be like oh I learned 
that there's this thing about dance I could do. I I learned that uh, I can feel this way. I learned mm. that um, making mistakes is not it's not wrong in dance. There's there's no wrong in dance. I want them to like kind of go through those concepts. So I had to go on a journey myself. Mm. I had to search for. I had to do a lot of courses myself. Uh, because I'm I'm pretty much self-taught in dance, yeah. And just learning from like different teachers here and there. Never really truly had a mentor, mm-hmm. so I I I had uh I, because of actually actually because of COVID, mm-hmm. um a lot of those heroes I looked out uh I I looked up to in uh US mm-hmm. those really huge dancers started doing a lot of courses, right? So so they they finally did online courses which they ne- have never done that's, before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suppose they had to like so, find a way of you know reaching out to people still in yeah what they do right because obviously you can't meet or, or do it yeah. like in person so yeah I suppose that was such a good point for you anyway. <laughs> so so um previously where they would just do in person mm. things in the US um they now did global like like they accepted students from everywhere in the world so mm. I I kind of joined two courses um taught by these two two legends in the united states and i i got to learn one-on-one with them as well oh, so nice. um got to ask them a lot of questions got to like kind of like pick their brains and stuff yeah so that was super awesome and and for me what i want is to just to, like th- that that great opportunity i had i just want to share it with people i just want to like take it kind of like digest it in my own way and kind of like share it with people so mm. um which is why i really really can't wait for um dance classes to resume i just want to like, go all out just make sure everyone has a good time learn distribute the knowledge stuff like that yeah nice so do you have like a specific preference for the type or style of choreography yeah um so i think it would come from the music mm-hmm. so i only want to choreograph um pieces of uh, dance to music I love okay. so it can be in anything so um, that is what I love about my style mm-hmm. which is not um, so my style is not not specifically hip-hop dance choreography okay um, but it did originate from that right mm-hmm. so the, the the steps are taken from kind of like hip-hop dance steps uh, which was created um, kind of to hip-hop music Mm-hmm. But I don't need to only dance to hip hop music. I can dance to any song I want. Um, I recently listened to "Peaches" by Justin Bieber. Oh, I love, yeah, I love, love his new album. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like I, I, I would do a piece of that, you know. Yeah. So I, I would do a piece of that. Do a piece to um, new song by Bruno Mars is so good as well. Leave the door, door open. open. Yeah. I, I would do a piece of that yeah, as well. Yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. So it's just stuff that is like um earworms like songs mm. that stuck in my head i mm. i just really it, it makes me move as well yeah and, and and that is what to me decides the style of dance i i don't think like i have this strict vocabulary of movement that i can only do to a specific set of songs which mm. is a lot of um a lot of styles right so ballet you know with the classical music and there's a lot of like restrictions to the kind of vocabulary used. Mm-hmm. but for me it's it's just movement i i, I do any sort of movement um to any song alike yeah so that is so I suppose kind of the style i do as long as you're feeling it the feeling the music it just kind of naturally yeah. comes oh, okay cool exactly exactly yeah i i i, I like to tell people uh, 
a lot of people say, oh, I, 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 I can't dance. A lot of like the people were like, I, I never dance. I, I'm like, to me, if you're listening to like a song and mm. your head is like kind of like bobbing, that is dancing already. Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. is just gro- small grooving, like small movements where you're just jamming to a song. Mm-hmm. That to me is the essence of dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a lot of people who are picking it up, um, like like starting out fresh, right, with dance, and they're 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 always wondering like, why am I so stiff? Why why am I like not knowing what I'm doing? I and I tell them it's because you you've forgotten like the most basic like, um, your reaction to the music. You you've forgotten to enjoy the song. Mm. You forgot to like, because everyone has tempo. Everyone jams. Yeah. Everyone sings. Everyone has rhythm. That's oh. true. I also yeah, feel I... like it's a lot to do with um, how people um, they worry about what others think. I think so in their head, like they get caught up. So yeah, no, that's yeah, exactly that's, yeah. That 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 is something that a lot of people face in class, right? In in a dance class, so that is something I hear from many people who are like, "Oh, I can't do the." Because we always do smaller groups at the end so people have space mm-hmm. uh, to kind of perform for others. We can take the opportunity to sit down and learn and watch from yeah. the other class takers. So a lot of people are like, oh, I hate, I hate the attention. I, I forget all the steps. Um, I, I can't. Um, it, it makes me panic. I hate uh, people looking at me. They're judging me. They're saying I, how, how bad I am. But I, I, I tell everyone, um, firstly, like, people are worried more about themselves than <laughs> worried true. about you. Yeah, that is so true. <laughs> that, that, that is something that I think a lot of, like it applies in life as well. A yeah. lot of times we are scared of being judged, but people are too busy judging themselves mm. um, <laughs> to judge you. Um, but also um, I, I, I tell them that make, making a mistake is not wrong. Yeah. If, if if you forget it, it's part of the process. People are not gonna kind of hate you for that or kind of make fun of you for that. And if they do, we just don't want that kind of energy around mm. us, right? Mm. So um kind of keeping the positive energy, just being on your own path. Mm-hmm. It's it's fine to make mistakes. Like even uh, I as a teacher, I've mm-hmm. I've forgotten my own choreography before. Mm-hmm. And and many, many great teachers, uh, I've seen this one of the biggest choreographers. Um, he messed up his own choreography center stage in a competition before. Oh damn! Right. And and he and he just caught it back. Like gave him two counts. He just laughed at himself and he just mm-hmm. went back. And everyone was like, "That is amazing!" The fact that he was able to go back to it, yeah. Um, stuff like that. It, it you don't art doesn't always have to be perfect. It's just being in the moment. It's being. Just being chill about it, right? Yeah. I mean, just talking to you, I can so tell that you like are super passionate about dance and it's great to kind of <laughs> hear that as well. Um, so would you say like, Thank obviously you. being in London as well, you get to meet a lot of other like similar like-minded people with the same interest as you when it comes to dance? De- definitely. So whenever I was actually in Coventry in university, I would always come to London for the single purpose of taking classes, oh, wow. taking dance classes. Right. Yeah, and kind of like getting to know the people here. Yeah. I've met um, a lot of people that um, are mutual friends that I've met through dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Beshwa, um, a lot of people, I, 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 I met them in a class. Yeah. And, and that's the 
the perfect like social mm-hmm. like kind of environment for me yeah um meeting people with the same passion yeah same uh, kind of like energy to like just vibe and chill Definitely. um and 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 london is just the place where you know in in the uk mm-hmm. and i'm just uh i i i didn't come at the right time so maybe if i was <laughs> here two years ago maybe it would have been perfect mm. but yeah just looking forward to the future looking forward to what um how i can truly kind of take advantage of like how awesome everyone is how how willing everyone is to learn and take classes yeah yeah no i'm sure I'm you have plenty of yeah i'm sure you have plenty of time to do more of that obviously as lockdown eases um so obviously we've talked a lot about dance and i know this is something that you fit yep. around your nine to five well i say nine to five but you know like your day job i mean mm. so what is it like for you working at a bank like i mean it's such a you know on the other end of the spectrum isn't it like from dance yep. Um, so maybe yep. if you could just talk a little bit about what you do for your day job and um, yeah, just what the role entails. Yeah. Um, so I work in the private bank, right? So a private bank is uh, kind of like a banking service, but mm-hmm. for um, ultra high net worth clients. So okay. these are your kind of like millionaires, billionaires, um, and they have specific financial needs and kind of um a lot of like kind of structuring for their wealth. Uh so some of these um clients are um so big that they have to have a whole office. Oh wow. To kind of just manage manage their <laughs> their like family affairs oh, and, wow, and okay. monies and stuff. Um so so that is what the private bank does. Um and for me, why did I choose the private bank? Um I love the fact that we were able to develop um a long and in-depth relationship with each client. Mm-hmm. So instead of being like um kind of like a relationship manager with like 150 clients, which mm-hmm. you kind of will never form like a deeper bond, each private banker has a quite a deep bond with each uh, client. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, they become friends for life. <laughs> they, they, it sounds super corny, but um they're kind of like invited to each other's weddings. It's, oh, it, right. it's kind of like that that depth of trust and relationship. Interesting. Um, which is why I kind of like want, wanted to go to private banking in the first place. I, I'm just, uh, I'm a very, uh, like a people's person. I, I love to meet new people. I love to develop relationships. Mm-hmm. So so that to me was what um, drew me to private banking and what intrigued me. So, okay. um, But I, I, I'm not a private banker. Uh, you kind of have to go. It, it's quite uh, difficult to reach that kind of like stage. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah I'm start, I'm starting out there as a graduate mm-hmm. so um as a graduate we get to we we do these things called rotations yeah so it's like eight 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 month stints in like different areas of the private bank mm-hmm. working on uh different as- aspects of it different products different roles um so that is what I'm currently doing right now nice um did you kind of know that you wanted to get into banking or you know how did you decide that all right I'm gonna study this and what did you study and you know how did you enter this world yep yep um I I think it's um I was in my first year trying out different internships going to these career fairs that everyone just piles to um you you see these long queues to get in and many, many employers just standing there just just convince you to um 
joined their company. Mm-hmm. And I think why I chose banking was, like, to be super honest, it's um like high paying. Mm-hmm. So I, I I would be able to you know live in London, um in quite a comfortable flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I have to kind of live by myself, and um one aspect of a career I would want to have is that it's um intellectually stimulating. I think if I were to kind of do something uh what we call like nine to five job. Like it would have to be something that challenged me, mm-hmm. which constantly makes me um engaged. Yeah, I always noticed that if I was not mentally engaged, like I'd just be so tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd just be so tired in life. It's like very low life energy in a way. Yeah. Um, so when I went to the um the, the first spring week program, um, where they just kind of touch on like specific different areas of the bank just tell us what it's about mm-hmm. um and we we got to speak to a few of the employees there i i i was super um intrigued and kind of like really attracted to that kind of career because i'm um, just simply the fact that the people there were super nice All right the people at my bank um were literally um super interested to know, get to know us interns uh, like super young first year university students but they still took their time to come down mm-hmm. and just ask us ask us questions instead of because it always seems um like a one-way conversation when you kind of um go for a lot of career events yeah it always seems very like uh the the university grad will kind of go like oh how uh what do you do in your job and they kind of like it, it's always the same few questions but this time they kind of turned the tables around us and it was just having a two-way conversation and they were super um you you could tell they're really lovely people mm-hmm. and i i just felt like that would be a great place to kind of um start my career in in place where there's a good community yeah like the values of the the workers there were really good mm-hmm. um it's more, like more people centered is where I, I kind of more vibe with yeah. rather than like some the certain banks that can be super um competitive um certain banks i i think they they they, they might even cut cut some of their employees depending on how well they're doing you know those mm-hmm. kind of like merit based so i mean there's pros and cons to each kind of leadership style or sure way but i prefer being in a place where i can uh, get along with the people i'm working with um and everyone's just more uh, collaborative than competitive mm. so i think um it, it i i didn't specifically target like finance or banking as a like specific career mm-hmm. but it's more of like the community and the vibe i got from that um from, from that avenue which kind of drew me here nice. and um and it it has turned out pretty well so my my team everyone's super helpful super friendly if i just want to get 30 minutes with them over um we we use webex so it's kind of like these video conferencing calls um they're willing to come talk to me help me out answer my questions get on a video call with me which i find is super awesome cool so yeah but i i, I mean i i don't know much still i i've only worked on this like less than eight months so i guess we'll see kind yeah. of, like in the longer term how i actually feel about it sure um obviously you mentioned you know you've only just started not just started but you're pretty much still new and obviously we've been saying nine to five nine to five but are the hours that you're working currently nine to five or does it go beyond that um i think for me specifically it 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 can certainly stick within the nine to five mm-hmm. uh kind of range. I think it really depends on 
um, the the work you're given, the yeah. the roles you have, the responsibilities you hold, mm-hmm. um, because I I don't think any manager, especially at the place I work at, um, is kind of going to enforce and say like, okay, you you can't get off before five. Um, I need this literally by. I mean, they might say I need this by tomorrow, but it, it's kind of on a. It's a like you would understand where they're coming yeah. from, you know. Yeah. They will tell you the rationale. There's certain projects that need to be, that that need to go out. Sure. But um, I I find that um, normally when people um work over time, it tends to be kind of like a voluntary basis. So right. you you know that you need to do a lot of stuff. So you kind of like let me get it out tonight. So um tomorrow tomorrow morning I won't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So it it uh I would say. In private banking, especially, it's more relaxed. Mm-hmm. It's not like those um, investment banking colleagues who 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 you hear um, mm-hmm. on the news. At um, I think it's Goldman Sachs. Yes, who recently. Working yeah. Super super long hours. Um, but but I those 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 people are super. Um, they they have a really really hectic life. Um, the first few years of their career, mm-hmm. they're paid extremely well, mm-hmm. much better than the rest of us are paid. But of course, like super super hard work yeah the super smart people over there and yeah understandably they're like their mental health would be severely impacted especially since now we're all just at home yeah i I really can't imagine working overtime every day at home that must be really damaging yeah it's a lot of pressure i'm sure um so you obviously talked about the fact that you wanted to do something that's um intellectually stimulating and also the fact that you know you liked it because of the people the community that you have and it's um good to hear that so what would you say are the challenges then of what you do like what do you find are the challenging aspects of your role I think right now, um, there's a common challenge that all of us fresh grads kind of face. It's with kind of like starting off in a kind of virtual environment. All right, so yeah. There's a challenge of not being able to network as efficiently as we would have been able to if we were working in office. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a challenge of us not... Um, kind of starting off on the wrong foot in, in in my opinion like it's really difficult to just start your career just every day working from home yeah. because you're not used to the rhythm and you're you're getting used to a rhythm that wasn't even there yeah. um kind of like a few months ago so um a lot of people know already work with their existing colleagues they, they already establish a relationship there's a kind of like a trust that that was there before they kind of broke every, broke everyone into like kind of like working to their homes mm-hmm. so that it, it it does feel like you're still the new person around mm-hmm. it still feels like you're the new kid on the block um i would say like that's uh, one of the challenges right now um other challenges is that i guess it did really uh the role that you get really fluctuates right right so um, there's uh, quite a few of us on the grad program, like around eight people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can assure you that our experiences are all vastly, vastly different. Okay. Um, everyone has likes and dislikes and everyone has a, such a different experience. And I think, uh, one month from now, I'm, I, I'm rotating to a new role. Okay. Um, and that role is going to give me a much different experience than what I'm I'm having right now so I, I think 
um, it, it, it's a pro and a con because you, you, you never really know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess this is part of the journey. Um, yeah. We're kind of just uh, all figuring out using the grad program to kind yeah. of figure out what we enjoy in the long term. Yeah. So when we eventually roll off, mm-hmm. uh, we can pick the right job and yeah. we can kind of like go from there. So you do you have to do all the rotations before you decide like what? Yeah. yeah. So there's three rotations that we do. And um, at the end of uh, the the three times eight months uh that's the length of the program and at the end of that we kind of choose the the long-term role we want to go for and kind of interview for that as well okay so So suppose you have to already start making that good impression (laughs) considering you have to interview yeah yeah exactly you and and you don't know where you end up as well yeah so i guess as a graduate one 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 other thing to consider is that you're constantly trying not to step on other people's toes Oh, so right. yeah, that's a good point. There's so many um office politics as well. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. where where some 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 permanent staff who who, you know, they're pretty sure which team they want to be in. Yeah. They're pretty comfortable. They they might be comfortable with the office politics and kind of pushing back with on people, mm-hmm. kind of um uh you know, some minor conflicts here and there. Mm-hmm. Um but as a grad, you you just have to make sure that you know you you might end up in someone's team yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you kind of had a, a like a like a little argument with. So yeah. It, it, yeah, you just need to make sure that you're making everyone happy, which well, it, it can be really challenging at times. Yeah, I suppose that is true for like most other jobs as well, um, everywhere really. So yeah, um, I mean, as a graduate, like, what advice would you give to others? you know, who are probably going to be in the same footsteps as you, like, what would you tell them um, from your own learned experiences? Yeah, I think, so what I advise someone who's possibly in uh, applying to, like, a role is that um, you don't need, uh, there's something that a lot of people, I find a lot of people don't know, but you you don't have to have a finance or economics degree to get into um, banking. Really? A lot of yeah, a lot of my oh. colleagues have such diverse um, degrees, and I think that's what makes it um, amazing. Because right. the yeah the banks they want diversity. They mm. don't want eight grads with a finance and econ degree. You're gonna get the same. You don't want the same person. Mm. You want you want you don't want groupthink. Yeah. So I there's people who did um, management with Spanish, there's people who've done um, data analysis, mm-hmm. people who've done chemistry, history. So so it's really amazing how how diverse of a background you get of, of people there. So right. I would say like never be um, never be intimidated to apply for one of these jobs if you actually want it if mm-hmm. you find it intriguing. Um, also, people want to know who you are, what what you yeah. do, um, like on the side. Like they they love to know that I'm a like a dancer, or stuff like that. It's it's not all about oh I've done this internship and yeah. that work experience. It's it's not really about that. They mm. want to know, they, they they want color in that. Yeah, you know, they want color. To, they want to know who you are. Mm. Um, it's it's a lot about personality as well. One of the uh, interviews I got was. It's not not really competency based questions. You know, they they have those questions where they always ask you, um, tell me a time that you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, yeah. You did this, but but the interview I got was super organic. They were All kind right. of um, 
you uh scenario basis you're kind of like uh you are on the way to your first internship what's on your mind you know that mm, kind of question which is super um like it can make me, it makes me feel calm it makes yeah. me feel like i'm not being judged i'm not yeah. being kind of like rated on like a zero to hundred skill yeah. it's pretty pretty much like like the person you are the values you have that kind yeah. of yeah, that's quite refreshing to hear because generally you hear that whole um, that competency-based questions in most yeah. interviews. So yeah, cool. That's some good advice. Um, I mean, I feel like I've learned a lot about you from what you do, like dance-wise, to you know what you've kind of um, been doing now for your career. Um, and what else, like what else um, are you interested in? And just generally as a person, you know, what interests you? Hmm, that's a, a pretty pretty good question. I, I think um, right now, one of the focus I would have is probably building my kind of like social network in um, in, in London. So I'm pretty okay. new to London. Yeah. Um, many of my like very few of my university friends are based in London. So mm-hmm. I kind of kind of starting starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. And um, I think in this 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 year, what I'm working on is kind of like getting to know more people, building my community from dance, from work, kind of like getting to know more people. I think that's where uh, my energy is going to be based based towards once once of course like um, after June twenty first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Um, thank you so much for like sharing everything. Um, no worries. That you've done so far. It's been amazing to be talking here. to you. Um, and yeah, we did have some technical difficulties, but we overcame that. So that's great. Thank yep. you for, you know, sharing your time with me. Um, and yeah, good luck with everything that you have going on. Thank you for having me. Thanks.